Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line two guests. I have Daniel Stafford and Robbie uh, Switzer. Daniel and Robbie are the founders of Shopanova, a modern growth media buying agency for e-commerce brands where they help clients grow their revenues to five figures all the way up to seven figures and beyond. Before they discovered the power of Facebook ads, they were just barely breaking even uh, in their first marketing business, but now they've been able to leverage the power of Facebook and other channels to create effective processes and funnels to make everyone money, more money than ever, including for their own team. So today we're going to talk about how you can grow, scale, and sustain your e-commerce business and how to use this multi-channel approach in order to make it happen for you as well. Daniel and Robbie, thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, Jeff, for having us on. We're super excited to be here and excited to dive into things. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, I love it. So I love it when I have multiple guests because then we could just go and, you know, and bounce off of uh, bounce a bunch of ideas uh, off each other. I'm curious, though, how did you guys get started with this? Did this start as a digital marketing agency and then just and then just uh, move it into building products for yourselves? Or was it uh, sort of a hybrid of uh, you working for others and yourself? Like, like, how did all this come about? Yeah, we'll give you the, the short and sweet version here. But uh, essentially, we, we grew up here commercial fishing and doing construction uh, in, in Homer, Alaska, small town in Alaska, and just basically had our plan, our lives planned out in front of us. It was what you're supposed to do to be a, a good Alaskan. And we went yeah. and we did that. Uh, long story short, <laughs> Daniel rolled his boat and I was having kids. We were both having kids, uh, new families, and we're just like, you know what, we got to try something different. And when we were on the boats and that's a big story to breeze over, yeah, that is a I want, big one. I want to be intentional with our time here. Uh, when we were on the boats, we always had video cameras with us. And so we're like, okay, I think you read think and grow rich at the time. It's like, we have the power to do something different than what has ever been done before us. Let's just start with what we love doing, which is making videos. Let's yeah. start a video production company. So yeah. we did that. We're like, Hey, we're going to be the biggest video production company in Alaska we launched it. We made a few videos, but long story short, the first year was just like a complete failure. Uh, like I think you just said we were breaking even. We we weren't breaking even. We were yeah, like, no. we were suffering. We were losing money. It was really hard at home. And it was really hard to justify to our wives, like why leave something that was actually decently yeah. good for us financially to pursue something that feels like a pipe dream. 
And it was hard for me too, right? Because I just rolled my boat, went into all that that debt that you yeah. just breathed, breezed over <laughs> to starting a, a startup, a new business, yeah. and all the challenges that come with that, and especially the financial challenges totally. of our wives going, hey, where where's the money from this new venture? Mm -hmm. And us constantly having to sell them on that dream mm -hmm. of starting a business. But anyways, I wanted to throw that in there before yeah. you you move on the blessing in disguise though was that in that journey as we were making videos for clients we were to ask them you know how is your business blown up like is this is this doing an amazing thing for you and they'd be like uh we posted it on our site posted it on social media got a couple of views but no nothing's really changed and we're like dang that's not right that's they're not, not using the video right <laughs> and so then like trying to answer that question what do you do when you have a good marketing asset how do you use a marketing asset to grow your business really led us down the rabbit trail of like advertising. Yeah. You know, how do we take an asset and use it to grow a business? And uh, our entry point was Facebook ads. Um, and basically the story of us getting started is just surrounding ourselves with people who have done what we wanted to do before us. Yeah. We invested in ourselves, invested in that mentorship and coaching. And then we were able to start bringing on, on clients. But even though we were fairly inexperienced, we had top-notch uh, people in our corner to show us how to get our first few case studies. And then it kind of just snowballed from there to now we have 40 employees. We've been able to generate our clients over $150 million in revenue. And uh, we feel like we're, we're just getting started. <laughs> what an amazing story. I mean, think about it. You know, first of all, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's start uh, with the obvious. You know, you're not doing this from a major metropolitan center. You're doing this, you know, from your hometown right? Which is, uh, you know, which is pretty remote from the continental US. But also, yeah. you were able to, you were able to parlay part of that experience into, you know, into creating something tangible, into creating something that had legs, right? Mm -hmm. And also, I think the second lesson here is getting the mentors on board early, right? Don't try to figure this all out on your own. You know, anyone can go to a Barnes and Noble or, or, or order all the books on Amazon and get them, uh, get them shipped over to you. But there's nothing like having someone to actually help you and tell you what to do, analyze what it is that you're working on and, and help get, uh, sharpen that direction so that you can go forward with that. I think that's an amazing mm -hmm. story. Totally. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. And it's so important too. I mean, I'm so glad we learned that lesson early on. You just honed in on such a big one and that is investing in yourselves, hiring mentors to expedite your process and show you your shortcomings yeah. because, you know, ultimately the slowest way to learn is by experience is by trial and error. That's a way to learn. But if you can have someone that's already done that, show you the path, it's, it's game on. <laughs> you, uh, you know, corollary to that is, um, you know, a lot of people are like, I don't have $10,000 to pay for this mentor, right? Why am I yeah. going to, wh wh why am I going to go and do that? I can learn this stuff on my own, but then they don't factor in the cost of their time. Right. And when, oh, and yeah. after everything is said and done, after all that six months or a year or all those mistakes that you made, all of a sudden, boom, I just blew through six months where, you know, put yourself at $10 an hour. I don't care. Pay yourself minimum wage. You'll still have paid more. In terms, totally. in terms of that lost opportunity, than if you would have paid that coach in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. I think 100%. that's a, you know, it's yeah. such a, it, it's such a poignant example. Yeah, I just wish more people would listen to that. So, thank mm -hmm. you so much yeah, for sharing totally. that. Yeah. And at the same time to that point, you got to find the right coach because we've had experiences too where we pay a coach $20,000 
and didn't get near the results that we are after or promise. So I think there is some vetting and I don't want that to scare people from not getting a coach, but I would say, make sure the coach that you're hiring has actually done what you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. That's so important. You know, look for the, look for the proof and not just the manufactured proof, but the actual proof, you know, the actual, you know, numbers and something that they can show, you know, it's, uh, I call it the subtle flex almost, you know? So it's like, you know, you look at the Rolex on the guy's hand, you look at the, uh, you look at the way they carry themselves, you know, people that are accomplished just carry themselves differently. Right. Mm -hmm, And if you can pick up on that nuance, you know, then you're, you know, then you're totally home. So, I, I wanted to switch gears for a minute into, you know, into your one big tip. And at first, you know, we were going to talk, you know, mostly about Facebook, but then, you know, it's really morphed, especially over the past, uh, over the past 12 months in terms yeah. of, you know, this fight that, uh, that Apple and Facebook are going through, uh, the fact that, uh, that millennials and younger people are not using Facebook in the same way that, uh, you know, we were using it five years ago. There are so many changes, so many tectonic changes that are happening right now that you need to know about in order to, in order to get your brand out there, you can't just hang your shingle on just one platform, right? And especially all of these platforms are platforms that, you know, let's face it, you don't own. Right. You know, you can get kicked off of Facebook in a New York second. You can get kicked off of TikTok, you know, very quickly. If you say something wrong on LinkedIn, you're gone and there's really no one to talk to. Right. Yeah. So let's talk for a minute about how e-commerce brands can, you know, can work on a multi-channel approach to, Mm -hmm. you know, to promoting their brands and to grow instead of just focusing on one or two channels, which may or may not help. Man, you you nailed it on the head, brother. I mean, it's like there's been a slow ramp up to e-commerce in general. And so if we look back at the last, you know, four or five years, it's just been a steadily, steadily building. And then when COVID hit in 2020, you know, that was kind of the anomaly where it just started going crazy and it didn't matter you could have just a pretty lousy marketing strategy of kind of a one trick um, approach to acquiring customers. Yep. And you could scale that vertically as hard as you can all day and actually do like pretty well and turn some pretty good profit, uh, build a good foundation for your business. But as we've moved into this year, we're seeing a little bit of you know e-commerce for the most part, still making a, a, a trajectory onward and upward. But there is a little bit of a pendulum swing where it's like, you know, we went really hard online when everybody was home and now everybody's excited to be back out and about and shopping in person, especially moving into the holiday season. And uh, we're just seeing a little bit of dip in e-commerce. And you mentioned it again, uh, Apple and Facebook, you know, attribution, there's all kinds of issues where that can like knock you off your horse. And if you only have one trick to grow in your business, yeah. you're in a very vulnerable position. So, yeah. um, I think when we got this scheduled, uh, it was several months back. It, w- it was all about building Facebook ads because that was the the number one place <laughs> place where you could focus and get the most leverage uh, with the smallest amount of effort. And there was just a ton of leverage there. And but something now, that even recently happened that reinforces this point is even a few days ago, Facebook and Instagram like disappeared from the internet. Uh, There was all these conspiracies going around. Like, is this even coming back? Is it completely gone? Like what's going on here? Cause yeah, it's the end of the world, (laughs) but that could happen at any moment to Mm -hmm. any one of your businesses where you are just gone from that platform all of a sudden. You know, what's really interesting is that uh, black mirror on Netflix, they did an episode where, 
where basically you can turn off, you know, a person where they, where they just, where, where they just turn white and no one can interact with you. That is exactly what happened with this Facebook outage, right? All of a sudden, everybody got a day off from social media, right? They couldn't go, they couldn't do their uh, Facebook ads. They couldn't even post pictures of their food. They couldn't uh, WhatsApp, you know, they couldn't do anything. Right. And everyone was just like, wait a second. Is this just me? Is this nuclear? Is this what a nuclear war looks like? Is this going to be the (laughs) It's like, dude, no, that's, you know, this is very abnormal and you can bet, you know, some people are getting, are getting hammered right now because how the hell did this thing go down? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I want to focus in though, um, specifically on the, uh, you know, on the e-commerce brands that you guys work with. And I want to clear something up both for my, uh, you know, both for my clarity, but I think also for the audience as well. When we're talking about e-commerce, we're not necessarily talking about shopping carts. Right. We're not necessarily talking about just, you know, here's a massive grid of all the products that we sell and, you know, go ahead and do it. Like we're, we're really talking about just about anything, you know, tangible that can be sold online and shipped. Right. So it it could be one thing or it could be multiple. When you're putting that together, you know, when you're helping, uh, uh, when you're helping your clients, you know, figure out that strategy, do you, uh, like, how do you help them differentiate between, uh, say optimizing a shopping cart, which is, you know, that grid of products versus a sales funnel, which could, you know, just be like an initial product plus a, plus a stack of additional stuff. Uh, how do you help your clients walk through that maze to see what is the best, uh, to see what is the best channel or the best medium for them to present their product? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. So, like we said previously, uh, you could develop one way to acquire a customer and that, and that was sufficient. Today, the name of the game in lieu of like attribution issues, uh, stuff going on with Facebook and Apple, it really is brand development. And you might ask, well, how do you, how do you show up as a brand that's actually going to command attention and people are actually going to trust your brand and, and, you know, have trust and affinity for the products you put out just by the nature of seeing your brand. And the truth is you just need to show up. And so it's much less about having a one trick approach, uh, being a one trick pony on Facebook with Facebook ads. And now it's showing up daily on Facebook, both paid and organic, showing up daily on TikTok. If Pinterest is relevant to, to your audience, showing up there. It's also about making sure you have a solid email marketing plan. And it's just getting diversified across all the channels. And it's kind of like back to the wild west of marketing because you we have less visibility today in what's happening with our ads than ever before. Maybe not than ever before, but at least in recent time. And so it's really about um, showing up with good content and building affinity and building real relationships with your customers, as opposed to just trying to find this, this hack to get somebody to buy your products. And so uh, conversion rates, your checkout page, that's all a part of it, but it's less about focusing on one thing and, and expecting that to make the difference and looking at it more holistically about what do I need to do in order to show up as a real brand that people are going to trust and follow and uh, be a fan of for years to come. You know, you talk about affinity and I just want to, I want to define, I want to tease that out a little bit more because we're not just talking about falling in love with the Starbucks mermaid, you know, logo or, you know, like, or the Nike swoosh, you know? So, so one thing is that your brand should be recognizable. You should understand why Mm -hmm. you're there. Like, you know, like, like as soon as you land on the page above the fold, before you start scrolling or doing anything, 
you know, you really should make sure that you, you know, that it is, that it is really well understood what it is you stand for, mm-hmm. what it is that yeah. you're selling and you know, like how you're going to, uh, like how you're going to present that product to the market. But affinity is a funny word, right? Because it's something that, you know, like I may look at a logo or at a brand and be like, I don't care. Right. And others are going to be like, Oh my God, you know, this is great. I think one of the, um, you, one of the most poignant examples for me is a uh, moment. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the moment lenses. So like for the iPhone, they make this case that you can then screw on, you know, like mm-hmm. a wide angle or a narrow lens onto it. And some people are like, you know, they don't go anywhere without their moment lenses. And other people are like, what is this contraption? I'm never going to use it. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and um, what they do is that they, uh, they really approach their, you know, selling their product in a way that, uh, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Not only is their product available on the shopping cart grid, it's also available in terms of the, um, in, in terms of the uh, courses that they put out, in terms of the influencers that they get to use their products, you know, like all of that, you know, they really coalesce all of that together in a, you know, in a, in a really neat fashion. When you have a brand that comes to you, how do you get them to define how a customer can have affinity with their brand? That's a great question. Yeah. And I like the example you used of, of moment, even they're creating this whole movement around their product Mm -hmm. and you know, it's not just, here's our product. You can zoom in. They have courses that link back to the products and uh, kind of a whole movement around it and using influencers, all that stuff. Uh, a great example that I like to look at is some someone like Tesla. You know, you don't see Tesla's stocks going down when iOS 15 drops, right? You just you don't see that because they've created such a strong brand, such a big movement, mm-hmm. so high affinity, solving such a massive problem that if any one channel gets stripped from them, it doesn't matter because they have this huge movement going. They have such high affinity, mm-hmm. and when I think of high affinity, I think of actually uh telling your story and Mm -hmm. why that isn't that story is important to the marketplace and actually Mm -hmm. solving a real problem not just starting an e-commerce brand for the money to get a lot of sales but actually something that you're really passionate about that's Mm going to solve a real problem because then if you're doing that the marketing channels don't matter so much uh and you're going to get a lot of sales i have a buddy that that runs like a 60 million dollar e-commerce store now and he just started this four or five years ago. And I'm thinking of the adventure challenge yep. and his product was so unique, so valuable and created such a movement that he could throw anything up on Facebook. And he, he had a first hundred K month from this one little ad that just went viral on yep. Facebook. And it's because he was so passionate about it. He created this cool uh, scrapbook actually, where you scratch things off read through things and go on these adventures with your friends based on the scratch off and you can add pictures to it. Really cool product. But all that to say is it was, it solved such a big uh, need in the marketplace of having meaningful connection with your friends Mm -hmm. that uh, the marketing was almost secondary to that. And then just to echo off what you said, I think there's something really important about not trying to be everything uh, for everybody. So even the example of Tesla, it's like, his mission is actually going to put a lot of people out of business if it's successful and there's going to be people who hate him for it. And I think when we're talking about building affinity with your brand, you need to come up with a, uh, an agenda, a why behind what you're doing. 
that's really, really powerful. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes to have that power and to have something that people are going to latch onto and be raving fans for, there is going to be a little bit of like us versus them in that, in that scenario. And so I just want to encourage people to authentically show up, uh, as who you are and show up for what you believe in. And I think it's when people try to, uh, approach it really delicately that they don't build the raving fans and they don't build the high affinity with their brand. That is so true. Thank you so much for sharing all that, you know, because, uh, really what happens is that, you know, we can pick apart brands all day long, right. And, and, uh, you know, show examples of what they're doing, what they're doing well and what they're not doing. But at the end of the day, really what you, you, you know, what we should be worried about as marketers and as, uh, you know, merchants that we're trying to sell something, we really need to, it really comes down to knowing your audience. It really mm-hmm. comes down to knowing exactly what it is that, uh, you know, that your audience wants and how to communicate with them and how to, you know, put the product in their hands and to, you know, and to make them believe and to make them appreciate it. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, can you, uh, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about your business, how they can reach out to you guys, uh, uh, to you guys directly? Yeah, definitely. So the best place is, is right there on the screen. Just go to our website, shopanova.com. From there, we actually have our own, uh, it's called the e-commerce, uh, growth show where they can learn more about how to grow their store through free videos. We have a podcast too that they can sign up for some free resources online. Uh, also, if you're interested in actually working with us, there's a form on our website that you can just fill out and one of our reps will, will be in touch to, to look through your brand. And we offer free audits for people where we, we, we essentially tell them, uh, you know, how to get from where they're stuck right now to where they want to go, uh, all laid out for them. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I would add to that is, so the why behind what we do is we actually believe that when we show up and do our work, well, uh, the world's going to be better off because of it, because our whole mission is to empower and liberate. That's true for us. When we started, it's true for the community we have of people that work with us. We want to provide a meaningful nine to five community that helps people thrive personally and professionally. We want our services to actually empower and liberate the brands we work with. Uh, That being said, we're always looking for like really good talent to join our team. So another thing on that website is like, hey, maybe you're a really skilled marketer. You know all the things. Maybe you can help build brands. Um, We're always looking to build that that crew of a plus players and that's what uh, allows us to be able to do what we're doing so if you're even interested in that like there's also a careers page on our website as well amazing stuff thank you so much for sharing that this has been a great conversation i love nerding out on this stuff it's so much fun and um you know really just uh, thank you guys so much for coming and for sharing all that knowledge i really appreciate it yeah thank you yeah thanks jeff had a great time today Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, 
and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.